Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. I am your host, Barney, and today we are continuing my conversation with Lucky. In this part, we lean into the grossness and really go full tilt. So sit back and relax as we describe to you just how disgusting we can be. Look forward to genitals, butts, smegma, and poo. Today, the circus reigns in London, England, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. Um, I forgot again. Oh, it was about... um. The sleeping, the thing, the sleeping, the... You also said on a different episode of this podcast that um, genitalia isn't sexy, and I'm here to tell you that it is. <laughs> All right. A beautiful, Subjective. like, like big, like, wet, dripping oh cock, God, or like, like a cock that's like, you know, like a beautiful below average like cock with a perfect like foreskin head like it's gorgeous man get into it yeah i i don't see the aesthetic value of genitalia but i also don't really see the aesthetic value of a lot of things about the human body fair because i'm like it should be dressed like a clown <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> do you know what i mean i'm gonna can i turn your dick into a clown fuck yeah okay we should try that. that i'm into yeah. clown dick i'm into Clown dick, I'm so into, but I don't know. I, I I've never thought like penises were nice to look at, but you love like gross stuff, so that makes sense to me. <laughs> That's fair. We also, also won't get into how all the gluky stuff. I wish I had my foreskin still. I'm oh, a really? fetishist who doesn't have a foreskin. It's like such a, and it wasn't a necessity. I don't think it would make much of a difference. Smeg. I usually I avoid those words, actually. Like, smeggy and cheesy and things like that. I, Smeg I'm, is I'm so, so weird. Because I would, like, happily, like, clean, a, like, call it, like, a dirty dick. But 
to say to call it a cheesy dick makes me recoil. You would happily, so you would happily clean. Oh yeah, so hot, so hot. I think I'm gonna get vulnerable with you right now. Go on, get vulnerable on the pod. This is like a bit gross, so there's a bit of like trepidation in inside of me. That is fine. Um, I know it's fine for you, <laughs> but that's part of it. But for being, me, but being, out I love world. other people. A going beyond what they usually ascribe, uh, they think of as being gross, and also grossing people out. Mm. Like part of like scat for me. I'm not. I don't think consider myself like a scat fetishist. Right. Like there are scat fetishists who fucking love that the stuff that itself. Thing, yeah, yeah. And they want it smeared and they want to eat it and all that kind of stuff. For me, it's more. It's the grossness. It's the humiliation. But like the act. a dom like taking a dump on me and then looking down and being like Ugh, it's hot hmm. that's hot okay so yeah be, i think you'll like vulnerable this and gross. okay so when i, I get that on a crop top be vulnerable, be vulnerable and, gross. and gross yeah that's very my vibe that's great yeah because you are both of those things yeah 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 and uh Disgusting. wanker as well carry on <laughs> <laughs> okay when i was a kid um so like I don't know about you. Oh, you didn't have this problem. No one like taught me how to clean my dick. Oh uh, yeah. So my foreskin used to be like over the dick, and as I t- started growing, it sort of slid back, and it was very painful, very sensitive, and completely a smorgasbord. Sure, <laughs> that is probably the a the... cheese board. Yeah, like it was kind of gross down there. Yeah. And I was so afraid of it and I didn't understand it and I thought something was wrong. Yeah. Turns out nothing is wrong. This is when my uncle touched me. It's fine. I've already heard this in a bad Yeah. yeah. I, this was the willy problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, you're fine. You just have to clean behind your foreskin. And I was like, yeah. And I was so grossed out by myself mm. that I couldn't like even acknowledge... It, also, I didn't spend a lot of time with my penis mm. because I was exclusively a pillow humper until my late teens. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to learn how to wank with my hand. I don't know why that just was never natural to me. You as Jake are in sex education makes a lot of sense. I don't. No, not sex education. It, big mouth. Okay. You pillow humper? Big mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. has, like, a whole relationship with them. Oh. They, like... Talk to that. Talk to him. Talk to pillows. Yeah. No, see, I didn't have a relationship with my pillows. It was that I did fuck them. Yeah, I fucked. Wow. So what? They just meant nothing to you? (laughs) How the fuck do you think they'll feel listening to this? Well, they don't have feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was. It was just that, like, I would hump things. That was how I came. Was humping, and wanking was just like what? And I, uh, I can't remember if. I'm sure I told the story. No, I did tell the story. This is when I was sick in Iceland and I wanked in the toilet for the first time and I fist pumped the air. That's so funny. <laughs> in a public toilet. Nice. I was like, I did it! Um, <laughs> and I was like, I need to keep up this habit otherwise I'll go back to being a pillow humper forever. Mm. As if that was like a terrible ailment. But it, my point is, I wasn't spending a lot of time with my dick. So I entered my teens with this dick that I was like, very self-conscious about and was like, I need to get face to face with. Mm. And it was really fucking painful. Hi. Hey. Hi, Um, It was really fucking painful, but yeah, I, stop it. Um, I just sort of like soaked it in the bath until I could pull it all the way back and clean it. And Boom. there's a small fluffy elephant in the room. Hello. This is 
my new little lady who has decided that not only does she need to be with me at all times and follow me everywhere I go, but when she says it's time for snuggles, it's time for snuggles. And she has a very loud purr, so you can probably hear it in the background, and I just don't want people to be afraid. I took off, (laughs) she has a little bell, so I always know where she is. I just took it off because that would be too annoying, but there's going to be a gentle rhythmic purr to the rest of the episode. (laughs) Cool. Well, it's usually me, so that's fine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Bye then. Bitch. She says there's a new man and he smells different. But yeah, that that was that was something that I had a lot of uh shame about. Because smeg, sorry, but the word smegma was just thrown around like as a kid and so it just like ugh, something about it makes me like recoil. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, that's one thing. Uh, but that's got to be common, right? good thing you'd like about Big Mouth is they explore, like, different aspects of that kind of, of your of your brain. Things like the shame of, uh, of certain things. I mean, I, th- I think that that shame, it takes a huge part in kink as well. Wow. Um, you know, like, both the challenge of, like, overcoming it and then also you feel shame about something, so actually that brings out a fetish of it. Um as a like way for your brain to process it. I do find, I find it very interesting thinking about like you uh, mentioned in one of the podcasts that you uh, are not, you're less interested in the why of kink and more in the what, mm-hmm. um, which is why I knew you'd hate this episode because <laughs> I love the why of kink. I'm just so fascinated by why consciousness has also created something like fetish you know, like why we like, and I think it's actually quite, I think it's quite um, scientific and I think it's, you know, quite um, simple, really. Like things like, you know, grossness, I think that it's just like, uh, you know, it's, it's like something that we learn, things are gross, like it's not socially acceptable to take a shit on your nan's lawn. Um, you know, these are so social pariahs and things like that. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're like, our consciousness is linked that with sex and with like sexual attraction um maybe not that exactly but you know taking shit on your nan's lawn but maybe um and it's but that kind of you know that kind of thing and i I think that that's um like uh i think you're absolutely like shame shame absolutely plays plays into it well this has just turned into an analysis episode for um, all your old episodes, because I also yeah, you're kind of drudging up all the stuff I <laughs> said and haven't thought about since. <laughs> As I, I love it. I love you know. I love like delving back, like delving into this stuff, like and um, I think it's you know like it's it is such a question mark when you get to the end of of these things, and so there is no right answer, you know. Um, but one of the things you said was that you don't like people on recon naming limits. Which I think was no only because only because when you search for that thing, yes. it then brings it, it, up. Oh, it was only specifically because of scat. Yeah, yeah. So my friends, I, I, I don't think I explained it very well. Basically, yeah, he pointed out to me that when you're looking for a scat player, there are just hundreds and hundreds of profiles where people have put no scat, no blood, yeah. and and it just means that it drowns out all the people who have put scat on there. Yeah, and it, he he was saying to me like, why is it that people feel like they have to put no scat yeah do you know what i mean like nobody is 
that's not the start of anyone's conversation. Like, yeah. you know, you would look for the person who has scat on their profile as opposed to, yeah. Like, I, I just, think it, I, I got what you, I got what you meant. Do you know what I, I mean? I, it came definitely from a more practical point of like, yeah, just like put the recon. things, yeah, yeah, put but the things that you want. It does, I, th- I thought it brings up an interesting point because I think that it's quite a nice way of um, exploring kink with someone to say, here are the things that I am not into. So then let's just explore and see how we go. Like, I think a, a first session is always good to like take things easy. It's mm-hmm. always like a bit like the first pancake, you know, there's always going to be things that go wrong and you're kind of feeling out each other yeah. and um, how you, you interact. Yeah. You shit yourself. And I think it's quite a nice way to just be like, oh, these are the things that um, are off limits. Beyond that, let's just like play around and, and see how we go. And I've actually taken that step further recently where I split things into hard and soft limits. Yeah. So there are things which are like, I mean, my I'm also a flag orange, which means I try anything three times. Um, so there are things, my hard limits are, are things that I probably will try at one point in my life, especially when I, if I find someone who's really into Yes, it. I've gotten into that. But yeah, but um, soft limits are a good way to sort of, I've found to be like, these are things that, I'm into, but they make me scared pup and mm-hmm. like they are things which I need a bit more of a headspace to get into. Yep. Um, so it's like a nice, you know, so I did this recently with someone and we were like, okay, so these are our soft limits and these are our hard limits. And then let's just kind of play and, and see where things go. And then like future sessions, you know, you can sort mm. of be more complex and plan. I like, yeah, we'll try this. Cause I love kink admin as well. I love kink admin. Okay. <laughs> kink admin is such a great way of putting it no i i like the i love the spontaneity of a scene mm. however you can't have any spontaneity if you first don't have the foundation of that admin which is like well these are the no-nos mm. so that's i guess i'm sort of taking that as like that's always got to be the first conversation mm. i just think it's better you know it's one of the tropes where people say what are you into yeah, and yeah. It's supposed to say what you know into. Yeah, especially for me, like it's well, so much easier to say. Well, well I think on a profile, things. great to put what you're into because then you attract the right people. Yeah, it's 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 neither here nor there what you're not into. When you first meet, you got to talk about what the limits are, mm. but then just see what fucking happens. Yeah, see, I, but I, I, like... I love pushing and learning. For example, if I can be a bit gross for a second, your face Always. is gross. It, it, yeah, <laughs> uh, smells of my butt, mm. and smells is new to me Hmm. but you're sort of tricking me into you also want to get me into the gloop Hmm. which i think is very cruel i think there is some um you will there are certain types of gloop that i want to get you into but there are people who are like because i've i've never actually properly done gunge before i'm gonna try it i say this i when i the first time i ever wanked was by accident and i was away and there was a bottle of shaving cream someone had left in the shower. And I don't really know why, but eventually worked out that, oh yeah, being covered in this feels really good. And then I, each time I showered, I would do more and more and more. And then it's like, you know, and then I would be like grinding away, like not really knowing why, but the thing between my legs feels particularly good mm-hmm. covered in this uh, stuff. And then all of a sudden it, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, a cane. <laughs> Look at that. So actually, the first time I ever came was, was gunge play. But Did I've you not know... really done it since. Okay, I like shaving foam because it's like fluffier than like slime. Yeah. However, 
Did you know what had happened when you came for the first time? Yes. Okay. Because I'd heard, I knew about the concept of jacking off and like that it would happen at some point. And I just assumed, like, I just assumed it would, I think I'd had a wet dream. Like, I didn't know. I just assumed that it would happen. Like, See, I, would try. I, I didn't have a good, f- I remember when it happened for the first time, I didn't get hard and it, and nothing felt good. There was no pleasure. It just spurted out of me. Oh. What yeah. Did you, were you, were you jacking? No. It just happened. It like just a, happened. A wet daydream. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? And I was like. But it didn't feel good. No, it just was like, it wasn't like, I, 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 it hadn't really d- developed fully yet. So I, I think the process was just figuring itself out, but it just came out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I was about to go, mom. <laughs> and I was like, wait, if I go and tell, I, like I was going to run because I thought something something's wrong. But then I thought about it and I had this moment where I was like, this didn't feel bad. This didn't hurt. And this wasn't necessarily like a bad looking discharge. I'm like nine years old or something. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm really young. And oh, I, I don't think it was a particularly bad looking discharge. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have an old man voice actually before, I, before my voice broke. And Your I, voice broke, but the other direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I actually was born really old and <laughs> getting younger. Benjamin Farting. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, I think this is normal and i remember being like okay if it happens again i'll go tell mom and then after that i was like i'm really glad i didn't tell mom yeah <laughs> my god but yeah i think that like uh but i think there are some pretty good gunge fetishists who will like help to get you really gungy Dunk i'm gonna get sub. you like like gross and you're gonna gross. get me gross. gross okay and gross i'm liking the gross i'm starting to like the idea of like fucking your stinky armpit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But you like to suck. I do. Which is why that recovered memory was so wild to me, because I was like, that's such a... That's so unlike me. Yeah. But I liked... Yeah, yeah. I thought you're really interesting because you, like, you really are, like, a king sponge. Yeah. And there are things that, like, you have found that you've gotten, like... Like, many things that you have, like, found through other people that you're now getting into and considering, like, real kinks of yourself. Mm. And I think generally it's people like develop it's more like an introspective thing and they develop maybe they watch porn and things or like look at twitter but generally like it's more a kind of uh exploration within themselves of being like oh yeah i like this thing what does that mean um you know like and that's why i think kink is like it does i think it makes you a bit more or it is one of the tools which can make you a bit more introspective because it's like uh you have to sort of be there like you know i was there like i want to get pissed and dumped on like Hmm. why what does this mean <laughs> am i weird and the answer is yes yes but <laughs> you're disgusting exactly <laughs> i just can't believe that from such a young age you had these really vivid fantasies because i remember have okay i remember having fantasies my earliest fantasies were like i want the clowns to kidnap me mm. and some of them were kind of gungy some of them were like pies and 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 things but then i think the practicality of it like put me off mm. but it wasn't like by then I was coming to that idea. Mm. So it wasn't like a foundational thing. I think it was something that I learned. I think mm. it was, I saw what a clown was and couldn't understand it and found it kind of weird and mm. creepy and sort of wanted to figure it out. And that became my sexuality. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I'm fascinated that you had this instinct. Yeah. 
It was really odd. I think I do. I think because I think often it is those kind of things like, you know, things that you are exposed to, which are not inherently sexual when you're young, uh, sort of imprint on you, you know, and you like then develop a fetish for something related to it, like seeing a superhero character in Lycra Mm. and then eventually developing a fetish for it. Whereas like, and I think I did have a couple of those early experience. I mean, I remember like, you know, flicking my dick back and pissing over myself in the shower and in the bath, things like that. Um, in the bath. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I just, I don't know. I think I just developed in the shower early. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good for the environment. They're double gross. Yeah. I never used to be in the shower because I just, I just associated those two different things. Yeah. And someone pointed out to me, it all goes to the same place. You can pee. Yeah. And then I did it. Yeah. And then I kept doing it. Yeah. And now I, every time I shower, I pee. Have you ever seen the Reddit sink pisses? <laughs> There's a whole Reddit page called sink pisses. People uh, shouldn't still exist, but they, they, uh, they all like, they just post pictures of them pissing in sinks. That's great. Yeah. I quite like the poo ones because <laughs> like rip yeah. my poo because I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I did this disgusting poo <laughs> I did this insane poo. I have to tell you about it. Everyone has to hear about it. I promise that I'm not like, this isn't my fetish, but, (laughs) but like, I think it's gross, but I have to tell you about it. It was in Berlin and my, well, I was like, I said to my friend, like, well, you're into scat. And he was like, not like that. And I'm like, yeah, but okay. I won't show it to you. But I kept talking about it and he was like, clearly you want me to see the poo. So show me the poo. So basically I did this poo and I don't know what was inside of me or what. Like it, it, it is three different poos, mm. one on top of an, it's enormous. Yeah. Like a stracciatella ice cream kind of situation. Not a stracciatella ice no, cream situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's layered. So yeah. the bottom layer was like logs, like these uh-huh. enormous logs. Then it was like different color, different texture, like brown, like snake and then on top was like this orange like totally different texture different color i was like that came out of me all at once yeah what the fuck so i took a picture of it okay you know as it makes sense right yeah but i don't want to have that on my phone yeah so i emailed it to myself (laughs) and deleted it so that i can get it but i need quick reference but like like i I find that funny because like (laughs) there's all aspects like i think people like do have a lot of grossness. Is this the in... poo episode? It's becoming so. <laughs> but um, I think that people do have a lot of grossness where like, like people, you know, even like people being like, oh yeah, I'm going to go take a shit, like in a social situation. I've always found that really odd. <laughs> Which... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You found... I know. I have like a lot of these like, um, what's it called? You know, where you... Cognitive dissonance? No, things where you like, you know, that are... Shit in your pants? Oh. Uh, Shit in your mouth? You don't smell that shit in your mouth? <laughs> you don't taste that? But like, um, contradictions. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we got that. Where I, like, you know, like, would fantasize about certain things. But yeah, someone being like, oh, I'm going to go take a shit. Or people, like, you know, coming and be like, oh, I just took the biggest shit. I would always be like, oh, what? Like, that's so weird. Why would you talk about that? <laughs> Whereas, like, you know, like, and then I'm, but I, and then now, like, well, you know. I, think, I don't know, I don't, but I don't. I just find that really odd. Like, why was that? Why was I naturally like? We have such a weird thing about. Okay, so like, as I was saying about the, the, about the piss, it was really hard for me to piss in someone's mouth for the first time. It was mm. so unnatural. Same way, it was really hard for me to piss in a nappy for the first time. Mm. Really, really hard. And 
we've we've just been toilet trained. So it's like I think the same thing about shit. We have such a that is toilet time. That is gross. That is like it needs to be flushed away, and we don't think but about it. But people like talking about it. But it's not. Well, yeah, do like talking about it. You know, like uh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it's just like I just you know like it's all it all connects. It's all it's all connects. Poos connect. But it's like you know that people like poos connects. (laughs) That's what I find. That's what I think I love about gross fetish is that like we all have aspects of ourselves which can be a bit gross or like we're you know everyone's like aware of grossness like because either you have aspects of a gross or you're someone who is not at all. And like, but there's probably something weird you do. You know, you probably like l- inspect your toenails after you've clip clipped them to see like what they look How like. Gross they are, yeah. yeah, or you like you just give your fit. You just do a scratch and sniff at some point, or like, dude, I did, I did a scratch and sniff, parts. and I thought about tweeting about it, and then I thought this is a bit much. But I uh, was in Berlin, and I was walking, and I scratched my asshole sniffed my fingers mm. and a family oh. walked by and I just thought like what what came over me? that was it was so instinctual and I was like yeah. what the fuck did I just do I think that's what I love about primal stuff gross stuff all this thing is like like playing into that instinctive like desires these like silly desires mm. um and go also like yeah going against like what what we generally think to be like normal and acceptable and yeah. clean and all this kind of stuff and also just Our this idea, idea of, of like i mean really crazy yeah yeah absolutely especially no, when you know it doesn't really exist it doesn't exist but it's also like i i, I internalize a lot of this and now i question a lot of this stuff for uh, I, mostly because of musk now that i have musk pigs in my life uh <laughs> this is a good you know i haven't this, this is you know i actually i got this crazy stuff um do you know this crazy stuff man what the character no. No? Okay. You no mean mind. like a bath? Like bath? No, but never mind. Word? No. Stop what it. about like Bane of your Shush. life, like me right now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the That's correct. It. Thank you. Um, no, he, uh, anyway, he, um, my friend introduced me to this crazy balm that like. Bane balm. Shush. <laughs> um, I, like I'm, I'm not even that stinky. And I put this on four, five days ago. I'm not even that stink. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Wait, no. What's what's the bomb? Oh, it's no. called Act. It's a bit expensive, but it's like what is it? Oh, deodorant stopped. bomb. Oh, deodorant bomb. I see, I see. And it just stops you. It's so powerful. Fair. Anyway, my point was, man smells are not something we're used to and we're told are disgusting. Body smells, uh, anything that comes out of your nose or your ears or your mouth or in the morning, what your breath is like, or you know, just. The, the oil on your scalp and, and everything needs to be scrubbed off and, and washed clean and you must never smell and you must have all these artificial smells and you have to deodorize and you have to never smell like a toilet. Mm. And it's just actually this kind of gross kink. With, I like that now we're just being gross. But like this kind of gross kink stuff is a really inviting way of being like, oh yeah, that's not such a big deal. Mm. And I think also that like, people do this stuff anyway like i said most people yeah. have some kind of gross gross thing. thing and so it's like do you know what else this that kind of idea of like kink being a, a, a like admission of this stuff yeah it's like you it's know fine non-monogamous relationships you know where they're sort of people who are monogamous being like 
what? So you, you know, you, you, you can let your partner fuck other people. I could never do that. But actually, it's like, well, they actually are all you cheating on each other. Right, right. But oh God. Just, like, which you is know, way more insidious, by the way, because that's like we just, we just like betraying trust. Like, yeah. Although, but it's interesting. I've like seen a lot like, of why times are you lying? where You're like not happy. I mean, maybe they're just storylines I've picked up in TV shows. But like, exp- like times of character of people being like, I know that he's cheating. He knows that I'm cheating. But it's just the way we want to do it. You know, like we still have a functioning relationship. Right. And we just don't want to. Talk well, it's about like it. why don't I think you? That's why we just like like he's yeah. just just like to talk about it's it like fine like let's just be, be honest let's not yeah. lie to each other because then we can be happier yeah i mean whatever works for people listen i'm not going to be embarrassed if about being be in the show suck your husband's dick in the local public toilets and then and whatever works you know if i can clean a smegma with my tongue oh that was so difficult for me to say but actually wait wait, wait hang on hang see on. that's wait, there is it sexy to say oh you know clean i'll lick your dirty dick or something wait no no i can't <laughs> no i maybe i'm not gross you are and I'll tell you for why, because your face still smells like my butt. <laughs> face smells like my your butt. Your face smells like my That's butt. That's another thing I need in our crop top. But actually, something Well, no, I... no, but, okay, so that, that, right there, that, actually, we don't need to tell people about the layout of my house, but the, um, the, we have a uh, facial toner spray that somebody left here, but it smells of roses, so we thought that's a nice, like, bathroom scent after, you know, whatever, and you sprayed it on your face while you were here, and because it's a face, it's a facial, face face right, right, right. But it smells, it smells <laughs> nice. But I was like, you smell like a toilet now, and I, yeah. And it's crazy to me that actually, all these gross things are so like to us because we're told they're gross. And smell is so powerful that you can actually associate things that aren't like that's not a gross smell. But I'm like, it's a mm. toilet, and the same way that like, um, this has happened for me twice. This has happened for me twice. The first time was I was in South Africa and um, we were going up Table Mountain in Cape Town and there's these like um, honey suckle or whatever the fuck it is. Basically, it smells like honey, but to me, it smelled like sulfur. And I was like, it smells like rotten eggs. Somebody pointed out what it was and I was like, oh, it went from smelling disgusting to smelling really nice in my head and like, mm. like it flipped. So brain is magic. Brain is fucking magic, man. Yeah. I had one time where I was like really gross and disgusting and I picked up my t-shirt and sniffed it and I was like, oh God. And I was like, no, wait, that's just clean. <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm not. Pinchy did that to me with piss. I used to think piss smelled disgusting. Mm. And then he wiped, I was leaking and he wiped my own piss on my face and I recoiled in horror and then was like, oh, and then, and then I came in the pissy diaper that night. <laughs> it was the first time I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so fucking I'm so fucking corruptible. Yeah. But I think also it's like it goes back to headspace, you know, that headspace can like really affect things like that, you know, like if you have been pushed into like deep into headspace or like as a dom you're like really deep in the headspace, like of things, activities, smells, whatever can sort of not seem as bad. Mm. Um, because you just are sort of like giving yourself so much. It's the same with like pain, anything, all yeah. this kind of stuff. You know, like the more <sighs> I love, I love headspace and kink. Headspace I think the is more, so powerful. Yeah, and you can it's kind of I, I, like another thing that I didn't really get. Another thing that I thought was kind of role playing and found kind of awkward, and then really letting go. Mm. Whoa, man! Well, it's like what you said earlier. You know, like whatever, whatever works for you. And I think when often yeah. when you first start doing kink, 
you sort of feel like there's certain ways you have to be. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of expectation on yeah. doms to like lead the scene and totally. to, you know, to be like the ones making the decisions and to be like keeping it going and all this kind of and stuff. Hey, it's and... okay to fall out of the headspace or to have difficulty getting into yeah, it. Or absolutely. To... But all I think what you said like... earlier about like the, like think of like worked on ways to, to get yourself into it. I do think that the headspace is the magic so place. Powerful. Yeah. That little space in your brain where anything's possible. Yeah. Also, I love the magic of what you were doing earlier, like making me, uh, uh, like getting me to a place and then being like, I'm going to give you something gross. Hmm. So you were telling me about the slippery and the gooey. And I was like, do you know what? By the end of this, you're going to make me come and I'm going to associate, like you're totally getting your fingers in my brain. Hmm. And I fucking love that because that magic little space, everything can be sexy. Hmm. Everything can be sexy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually, I touched on it earlier and I yeah, have really found, uh, actually one of the, the biggest challenges I found um, in the like last 10 years I've been doing kink has been working out where like sex fits into it and where my libido fits into it. Um, and... I think it's something that is worth talking about in our scene mm-hmm. is, is I, I, I say like, you know, libido and sex drive. I, I hear it referenced a couple of times when people say, I do not relate sex with kink mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I think that like for, for me, kink is, is completely separate. Um, and I've found, always found that really, really interesting. I've really enjoyed doing bits of kink without sex. For That has helped me kind of, work out my feelings about it but i have like for a long time put too much energy into random hookups Mm -hmm. i call it buffet fever um (laughs) when you move to like a big city Uh and or you you know you come of age or whatever or you're on grinder before you're supposed to um and you are suddenly surrounded by uh a smorgasbord of penises mm-hmm. and penis hers. And I, that's a Will and Grace joke. I didn't, I didn't make that up. I wish I did. But, um, <laughs> I, like uh, penis hers. I love that joke. But, um, yeah, I think I, 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 because my libido was so strong and I kind of wanted to touch to, on today for anyone else who's kind of working out, like trying to work it out. Um, I think buffet fever is is like um, uh, something that happens, you know, when, so, when suddenly when you're surrounded by the presence of so much sex. And I just think it's <clears throat> something to like be be aware of and to have more kind of discussions on, because we've had a good couple of discussions in the last couple of years about um, not slut shaming and about you know if if you'd like to go to um, you know a like all the a cruisy event if you want to go cruising if you want to you know be on grinder for for eight hours and and take a bunch of loads you know all power to you but just make sure that it's like coming from um the that, that you're kind of keeping yourself you're checking in with yourself about it yeah um because there you know it, it's can it's a, a something that can become addictive and it can become oh, habitual, totally. and it can yeah. become, you know, it can become a full-blown addiction. And I have, for uh, yeah, a long time, kind of like 
been a bit too interested in uh, in the randomness. And I think that that then becomes a bit of a problem in itself. I found it difficult to develop connections with people because as soon as we got past the second or third session, I was starting to get bored. Mm. And I think that that was a, a symptom of having been exposed to, you know, the how many different people there were out there i got a little too into the idea of like always having someone new um and i think that that's one of the you know that's one of the things you check in with yourself about buffet fever it's all you know you move to a new town and there's all these different people around and have fun enjoy yourself but the your long-term happiness and your long-term fulfillment i believe will come from connections and it's one of the reasons I love kink is because, you know, you can keep things so interesting and, you know, you can always like switch things up. And I think that it's just something that in the, you know, the modern world we've, we like, it's easy to, to fall into. So that's kind of long drawn out way of sort of saying, just, just check in with yourself about your sex practices. I now will have like a week where I will take Doxy as pet, which is something that is a new idea um the science that i've picked up on it is that it's not too bad for antibiotic resistance but you should have uh this is not medically backed advice but this is what i've picked up is that you should have two pills to start the course and you should complete a full course when you're doing it rather than just popping one or two um so that's that's what i i do now every now and again i'll take a week and i'll take doxy and i will have the fun that i want and i really like it um besides all the penises for being able to scratch that itch, that itch of randomness, that itch of jumping from person to person, the itch of going to like a big sleazy event, um, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then I can get to the end of it and be like, right, okay, now I go back to my usual rules, which is to use protection with people I don't know and with people that I have a, you know, a bit more of a dynamic with, you know, we can like to maybe not use protection Mm -hmm. because I was finding that I was... Uh, after Doxy, um, after Prep came out, I did not touch a condom for four years because it was so fucking magical to me to be able to. I'd been so strict with it before that mm. I was terrified, and yeah. it was so fucking magical to me to to be able to not have to worry about it. And but you know, of course, there are other things. There are other things, there. yeah. Um, and also, just besides the point, it you know, like p- picking up STIs, is, you know, is just here nor there. But it, I was finding it wasn't giving me fulfillment and long term happiness. But I was always having to be treated for something. Every time yeah. I went for a test, I knew it would come back positive. My body was getting a bit tired of having these. You know, the penicillin yeah. injections are like heavy, and the and doxy is heavy on your stomach, and uh, you know, to have to like I had one where I had a more antibiotic resistant strain. I had to take Doxy for three weeks and it was just like, this is not giving, you know, I, something has to, something has to change here. So that's when I, I came up with my new rules. So it was just something I, I had in mind to, to, to discuss here because I think it's something that we are, you know, the conversations are really in their infancy. People have conversations about, you know, like, uh, not shaming people for having STIs for, you know, like, uh, you know, build, building connection in, in kink, you know, if you love filming and you film everything, fantastic, but try and have a little bit where you don't and, you know, don't see as you end up. We have a lot of these conversations, which I think link to this idea. Um, but it, addiction is something in general that as a society, we have not been able to really get our teeth into yet. And yeah. I think that for, for us, sex addiction is 
something to be considered at least. I mean, I did like today that, and, and this just goes to all the stuff that we have said many times before about how we get to decide what our sex looks. I, I mean, I like that today the sex part of it wasn't the end of it. That was the beginning. Mm. And then we ended up just having more fun after that. And that didn't mean it was over. It wasn't this prescribed thing. And actually that I think was more fun was like playing around with each other in like headspacey ways. And then in the same way, when we were kind of chilling out, I, I was thinking, oh, it'd be really cool to get a picture of you in that outfit. And then I was just like, do you know what? This isn't for it, yeah, if if I had my phone handy, I don't, I can't be bothered. Yeah. It's not it's not about that. And as soon as you're doing it for those other reasons, as soon as you're chasing sex to uh, last season we had um Chris on who talked much more in depth about how he was feeling exactly the same way. He felt like he had to go out and just take a bunch of loads. And he was kind of dealing with, yeah, that's great so long as I'm having fun and worrying about what it looks like and 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 worrying about filming it and worrying about doing it and you know yeah I think it's it's situational it should be fun I think, and I think you know that there are yeah I think that's a good that's a good way of putting it it, it should be fun fun and that but uh, you know I think that you it's it's going to be impossible to sit down and work it all out exactly how you feel exactly what you want I think this idea of checking in with yourself yeah is a is a good yeah. way that, just check in yeah exactly am I having fun yeah and like do like uh, right now do I am are I... there <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Well, I'm having a great time, <laughs> but I've just spoken unbrokenly for about 20 minutes, so you know that's fantastic. But it's I time think, to stop talking now. I think that that check-in <laughs> is is really good because you know that, and then you could find you find ways to make it better. You know, yeah. I know that every now and again I love going out and getting bread till the sun comes up. Fantastic, but I tried recent a couple of months ago different types I of bread. Or? Had, oh yeah, tiger bread, right? right. I had <laughs> right. I had right. a situation where I got like pimped out by a don. Oh, fun. so he took. We went to a sauna and he blindfolded me, and then he was choosing who got to fuck me, and then he fucked me at the end. And it was like fucking hundred times hotter than any time that I've ever just got bred by a bunch of people because it was like. It, it, that worked for me you know like that might that's it's i think it's very much a case of it's case by case but these check-ins like they'll just help you have better more fulfilling kink and sex sauna by the way is a new cultural phenomenon that i've discovered oh really you hadn't heard of them before dude i went to pleasure drum and i didn't realize it was oh, an actual sauna yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, man, I've got all this clown gear and it's like steamy. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure Drome as well. Like, because the they were private rooms there. are all at top. So it's like. Oh, oh. oh were yours downstairs? Mine was downstairs. Oh, the one I went to was. Hot. Did you go to a small one? Yeah. Oh, it's a big one. I, we had to get a big the one. ground floor suite. The ground floor suite. Yeah, well, because we went, we went up to that <laughs> other one, but can you imagine two people in one of those things? blue light super hot literally just a little door and like we're crouched in there with all this gear i was like yeah. we can't yeah. so we went and got a big one yeah which also told, it's really cheap have you told that story properly on the pod i don't think i have you should do it maybe oh, I, oh no i must have you think i did no i must have. i haven't listened to all of them yet well I've got anyway it's the end <laughs> <laughs> okay so we finished yeah all right um the time <laughs> the time for stalking is over <laughs> um
hey, what's your yay for the day? <laughs> just, my brain just melted and dribbled out my nose. It was really good. Like, my one goal of today was to make Fuck. you hate oh. what you do right. and hate the experience Got and it. to melt your brain out your ears um, by talking at you incessantly. That's what's happened. And that's what's happened. So I think that's my yay for the day is um, pushing Aww. you off the edge of a cliff. My yay for the day is actually overcoming imposter syndrome, which I've recently okay. experienced. And imposter syndrome is so funny because anyone who looks at what you are thinking about yourself objectively would just laugh at how stupid how silly yeah. it is. And but it's so fucking real, you know, feels so heavy. You just like, I am not the right person for this. I this is not mm-hmm. and to actually be able to just push past that, it's magical. We're all fucking imposters. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Like I it took me there's so many things that I just thought, oh I can never do that. Oh blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I saw what goes into it and what people actually do and I'm like I could do it better than him. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Like what? So, or yeah. even that, you know, like practice makes perfect that, you know, like I, I think that it's so easy to be like, I can't do this perfectly right now. Or I, I can't like dom someone really yeah, well right now. I can't do this. So I shouldn't do it. Right, Whereas right. it's, everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. My cello teacher used to say, what was their name? <laughs> I don't remember. Try and think. Can you remember? Mm, I had a violin teacher. I think it was, was something Buckley. Mr. Buckley. Yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> Mr. Buckley. Mr. Butt Thief. I think he... Butt Thief. <laughs> <laughs> I want your butt. <laughs> I want to take your butt. I think you could be Butt Thief. I, I see that. Yeah. But just take people's words when they least expect it. Let's say that. Anyway. Um, always said practice makes permanent. Ooh. Because you can practice something wrong. It was like that, um, you know, the American series Cheer, and the Cheers. no Cheer about oh. the cheerleaders, and she oh. the like like she was a gay icon that like oh, the, Southern oh American God, like no I know her name practice something until you get it right, and then you practice it until you can't get it wrong. Yes, yeah. Now that TV series was kind of fucked, and the whole kind of thing, and America all kind of fucked, but. I think that was her. Monica. Gabby Butler. Gabby Butler. No, no, no. Gabby was the cheerleader. I yeah. Swear. No, yeah, I'm thinking is. of the coach. Oh. Mon- was it Monica? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach. Get her around her being like, Monica <coughs> is uh, such a hard ass or whatever they said. Gabby Butler is the one. I think she's a cheerleader. She is. She's the main cheerleader. Gabby, oh, Gabby but Butler I think is... it was the coach who said. Yeah, I don't know about anyway. the coach. But yeah, that kind of, um, that kind of, yeah, that's also, that's also true. That's also some true. of my theories. So. That's just throwing up. <laughs> um, my rampant homophobia needs to stop rearing its ugly head. Oh, my A for the day is going to be our little visitor. Chlamydia. Thankfully not so far. I don't want to talk about it. Was it, uh, was it the pussy? Yeah. Yeah, just the cat. Yeah, Your my... A for the day is cats. Well, I love that. Shut up. <laughs> so hard. It's so fucking hot right now. My A for the day is going to be that I have a new cat. Cute. Um, because, it. so, I talked a lot about my old cat, Charlie, on the pod, and losing him was super difficult, and I needed to take a little time away. And and then I kind of lost my mind and was like, what if I did a mukbang on the pod? Have you gotten that far? A what? A mukbang. 
Like we just ate loads of food. Oh, cool. I did a visual. So it was just like an ASMR thing. Yeah, I did a visual experience on an auditory medium. <laughs> it wow. was give yourself a big pat on the back. <laughs> but that was because I was like so sad. Um, so now we have Jaffa, who's like the loveliest little lady. She's so gorgeous and is so snuggly and just wants to be with me all the time. And also is like not a cat. Mm. Like she does this thing where she um, burrows her way under any blanket and she just likes to hang out there, which is cute. But like I have to check everything now before I sit Mm. on it. And uh, she just wants to snuggle all the time and wants belly rubs. She's like a dog. She's super cute. I think Charlie might have been a bit of a defective model in the way that he was like really traumatized and grumpy. Oh, shame. Yeah, he was my little man. Um, and it was... I, I finally was like, I think there's space in my heart for another cat. Yeah. And then I met Jaffa and I was like, yeah, we have to have her because she's super sweet. And so, yeah, she's going to be my yay today. Because she came in to disturb us with this fucking bell that she came with. And I wonder if now that it's off, we just keep it off. Let's put it on you. It is... Re- Oh, it does fit. Oh, it's such a cute bracelet. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Oh my god. Same size. <laughs> anyway, you fucking homo. This has gone on too long. Fuck you then. <laughs> How about a, ASMR you getting beaten up live <laughs> on the pod, huh? I really want to beat you up. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Okay, we'll do I that. I do love being beaten up. Ah, oh, let's just beat each other up. That'd be so hard. Fight club? Yeah, I used to fantasize about getting beaten up. All the oh. boys at my school I used respectful to. and not homophobic. Oh my god, Dickheads. that's so annoying. Honestly, can't get a star. Fuck. <laughs> I hit my brother over the head with a golf club and cracked it. His skull open. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true story, but it, it was an accident. Oh, you can save it for a future pod. <laughs> he has a big fuck off skull. Also, that was way more traumatizing for me than it was for him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It was. No, it was. No, it was. Was it an accident? It was a total accident. Oh, right. Okay. That's total, total. And we were very young. I was like five. Right. Super, super young. And my fucking father, um, for some reason, was like, my five-year-olds need to learn to play golf. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it was a total accident. Because what happened was I was, he was like, I was going to hit the ball. It was like first time. And my brother was like fucking around in front of me. And I was like, I'm going to hit this ball and the ball's going to hit you. You need to get out of the way. And he was like, you're not going to hit the ball. And I was like, okay, but I am. So you need to get out of the way. And he's like, no, you know? So then I, I like swing back and then he panics and is like, oh, he is going to hit the ball. So he runs forwards to come towards me. And as he runs past me, by the way, I completely missed the ball. <laughs> and on the upswing, it, it collides with his head as he's running. Oh, God. But what does my father do? Picks up the son with cracked open skull and blood and just runs. Leaves. Leaves me there. So takes him to hospital, leaves me there. I thought I killed him. And I was later found wandering around, like crying. He just left me there. Wait, where were you? We were in Portugal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that is, that's interesting. Yeah, so like staff found me and brought me to my mom and were like, we found your son. He killed your brother. Yeah, well, I was like, I killed I killed him. And my mom's like, no, he's fine. Well, he's not fine, but, you know, he'll be fine. He doesn't remember it. Yeah, you are totally fine. Oh, no, I'm not fine. <laughs> he's fine. Shame. That's horrible, that kind right. of like... 
Something like, happened to my sister. It wasn't my fault, but it wasn't. I was left. I was left so many times. Well, my sister cracked her head open. I, I, look, it wasn't my responsibility to like fucking watch her. I turned my back for one second. I turned back. I turned around. She just hit her head on a rock. So like, what? I didn't, I didn't touch her. Anyway, she doesn't remember it. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, this isn't the Broken Head podcast. What? Where could people find you online? I thought it was the Broken Head Family Trauma podcast. <laughs> my brother cracks his skull. That's embarrassing. I've never done it. Have I? Not for the wrong thing. I've never broken a bone. I really never cracked my head. Never broken a bone. But I did take all the skin off my chest for lunch. Mm-hmm. Just a bit of, just a bit of. I shaved it off. <laughs> no, I flipped a quad bike and I was in a speedo tarmac. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Why was a kid allowed to ride a fucking quad bike oh. on tarmac? Oh, kids are fine. Throw them in a pile of glass. They're all right. Yeah, but I... Sort of stolen joke or something. Yeah, don't throw them in a pile of glass. Yeah. That makes me think of um, Saw 2 with the needles. Oh, I've not seen, I can't watch. I've never watched a horror film, you know? I'm way too we're squeamish. Gonna, we're going to unpack. It's in real life. It's fine. Oh. But horror films, for some reason, I just can't look at it. Right. But well, I, that's why I need people to watch horror films with, because I can't do it alone. I love horror films. I used to hate horror films because I was so traumatized and have like terrible nightmares. And then I realized it's not that I hate them. It's that they are very effective for yeah. me. So I actually like them. And when I started to enjoy them and what goes into them and what they're all about, also we're in a horror renaissance. There's some very good horror films. Mm. And I've realized what my type of horror is, what I like, what I really don't gel with mm. and what is kind of like fun. Mm. We can do horror films. It's going to be yeah, great. I like, actually, I've seen a, I th- I've seen a bit of Final, Final Destination. Well, that's just silly. And that was, I don't know. I think that's just fun. Gratuitous violence is actually better. Hostel, fuck off. What's House that? of Wax, fuck off. Oh, I, oh, what is it about? What do they do? Just, just early noughties torture porn. Oh, right, right, right. Just n- meaningless gore. Yeah, that's what like body like horror that. is like. Yeah. Saw's actually interesting because Saw, like, at least started out. Like really good. Scream, Scream right. is fantastic. Scream yeah. is fantastic because it's like... pop culture and it's yeah. clever and it's funny. Yeah, Scream's. Anyway, we've been talking for too long. Yeah, we're gonna have to unpack all of this in the next episode. <laughs> we should just keep talking. You can do a bumper double. I can again. do two. It would actually be really helpful because next week I go to America and then I go straight to Berlin, which means. Do you have a laptop? It doesn't have this on it. But you just need. Surely the Zencaster is online. You can just take your microphone or your laptop. You can record an episode out when you're out there. What I'm hearing is solutions. I didn't ask for solutions. I asked how people can find you online. (laughs) (laughs) So I can be found at my (laughs) house. (laughs) So people can find me. (laughs) People can find me. Um, I want to start a musk night next summer. Um, you want to? I want to. Oh, that'd be awesome. Just starting the, to set the wheels in motion. Um, oh, that'd be so cool. Hopefully in London and Manchester. Um, that, the details can be found at On The Nose UK uh, on Twitter. I also would like to start my own part, um, which is going to be like an alternative sex and relationships podcast. You're basically which, copying me. Yes, pretty much. Um, which is called A Witty Title Pod, so at A Witty Title Pod. And then the sex demon herself is at Gady Lala, um, like Lady Gaga, but Spoonerisms, G-A-Y-D-Y-L-A-L-A. I really love your Twitter. I do love Gady Lala. Gady Lala, that's genius. I miss her. No, it didn't quite work for Squirt, though. 
I think I'm still called Gady Lala on Squirt. What is Squirt? Yeah, find me on Squirt. Uh, Squirt is like a. It's like. Have you heard of Sniffies? Squirt Sniffies. They're like Sniffies. Um. Yeah. Funny in it. They're like um. What? Why? Cruising websites. But why is it called? That's the stupidest name I've ever heard. Well, I don't know. Because you sniff them out. Yeah. Um, sniffies. Maybe. Yeah. Sniffies. S N I F F. Like Sniffies. Like Sniffies. Yeah. Like Smiffies. Like but novelty but brand, but Smiffy, but Sniffies. Sniffies. Yeah. Sniffies, Squirt. There's like also Smiffy from the Blowers. City, but That's good. Wait, hang on. What? The Blowers is like a... Do you the not blowers. see everyone? They're, they're sponsoring like everyone who has over two and a half thousand followers or something on Twitter. The Blowers. Like, come find me on The Blowers. I don't know that one. It's uh, like an oral... See, that makes sense. Site. The Blowers. Yeah. What the fuck are the Sniffies? It was originally French and it's called Le Pompeur. In French. Le Pompeur? Le Pompeur. That's nice. I think uh, you're either a bomber or bombers or something. I don't know. That's I'm not over right. the sniffies. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, but somebody had to brainstorm that name and decided on sniffies. Yeah. Okay. Or find me on the heath when I'm taking doxy for a week. Cool. Good times. The heath. Yeah. Just like out in the field. Yeah, Hampstead Heath. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Big old cruising ground. I know somebody who grew up there. This is really giving. Oh, you're from California. Do you know the Smithersteins? No, no, no. Who saw demons? Like saw ghosts? It doesn't matter. On the heath. On the heath. Okay. Do they, they like shrooms by any chance? No, but they are a witch. Love I used that. to see. I have to fart. Loves it. Okay. I used to see a witch when I was a kid. Isn't that insane? Instead of a therapist, my mom sent me to a witch. No, for real. That's no, for real. Great. That wasn't so great. No, that wasn't <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Twitter at tstota. I'm gonna go. You cry. can find me on Twitter. I'm big purple knob dot cheese. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly.